There's a mysterious creature that roams the lakes in British Columbia known as Ogopogo. It likes to create foam like a frothy Lobat's blue. for it we're rolling are we rolling oh yeah i always put in a little roll just so i can check levels okay. he tricks us <laughs> so <laughs> i was looking for a new uh shaver right like mm. an electric shaver of course i wanted to read through their views to make sure it was something decent and i just happened to stumble upon the upon this five-star review <laughs> five-star review for a shaver yeah and right on the thing it said frustration free packaging i didn't know if they had Ooh. to label that but apparently we've gotten to that point as a society it, oh. it's easy to get to <laughs> but it says andrew i shaved my body with it okay he writes i used this to shave my entire body and ended up with a big ball of hair the size of my fist I didn't want anybody to know that I had shaved, so in a panic, I flushed the big hairball down the toilet. That was a mistake as I ended up clogging the drain. Needless to say, the entire bathroom floor is flooded with water, and the plumbing is the plumber is fixing the toilet. As I write this, 10 out of 10 would buy again. <laughs> that man is a hero. So He's you, a national yeah. fucking treasure. So you went with that one, I yeah, hope? Yeah, oh, obviously. Yeah. That's, uh, that's godlike. I, I mean... Do you flush your hair down the toilet? I, you know, usually it's just the sink, right? Or if I'm shaving my nuts. Yeah, the thicker hair. Okay, the the hair <laughs> hair. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll tell you my secret. <laughs> I just wrap it in a paper towel or a toilet paper and then, so it's like a It's like a, a ball. Hair, yeah. A hair missile down yeah, the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Otherwise, it floats on the yeah, surface. I just throw mine in the trash. <laughs> Me too. I get a garbage bag and I yeah. like squat over it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess. It's kind of gross to look at pubic hair in the garbage can, though, yeah. sometimes. You know what? I was watching Investigation Discovery <laughs> once, oh. and they were like, you're never more than three feet away from a pubic hair at any point in time. That's a good point. People I th- shed pubic hairs all the time. Well, not a less grosser hair, but when I was getting my chest all tattooed, I had to shave it every mm. time I went in. And I have a very ha- hairy chest, so that I, I had to dispose of all of that hair. I actually think all of that hair equivalated to like a... A fist-sized hairball. Gross. Never clogged the toilet, though. Dude, I nice. Think. I remember when I got one of my tattoos on my chest that I went to an actual shop for, and the dude was, like, shaving me up. He's like, Jesus, we got a fucking gorilla in here. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm very hairy. <laughs> that makes me wonder, why did you have to say to an actual shop? Where else would you be going? I've gotten some basement tattoos. Okay. Come on, everybody, right. everybody's seen a scratcher. I've gotten some scratchers. <laughs> yeah. It happens. I, I was young, poor, and just wanted skin covered. And people needed to learn. What? Wait, what did you get? I Do you remember me when I had that stupid anarchy thing? Yeah. That was a basement scratcher, too. Oh, yeah. Terrible decision. No, so my scratchers are like this one, this one, that one, behind my ear. Wait, someone did that bomb in a basement? Yeah. Well, that's actually not that bad for a scratcher. It actually looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. 
And I did got my collarbone and my stomach done in a basement too. Uh, your stomach, I can see. Yeah, no, that was that's a little wobbly. A garbage tattoo. It's a little wobbly. <laughs> so you, so you got a, a little. Was the guy actually just like an out of work tattoo artist, or is he? Just... No, it was like a twenty year old kid okay. who was like, "Hey, I've got this." That's one of my friends. He was like, "Let's go." Was it an actual gun, or was it like the? No, yeah, it was an actual machine. See, the one I got was. I think a race car or like a, a remote control car engine that yeah. had a little Oh, know, Jesus. It. Yeah. yeah, it hurt a lot worse. So, like when you're getting ready, they're boiling water in the kitchen to put it in there. Yeah, right. Lighting the end with a fucking lighter. It's oh, like, yeah. All right, you're ready? Awesome. Let's go. Awesome. I am so lucky I did not get like herpes or anything <laughs> from that. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Are you positive? Positive. Sure. <laughs> I have been tested. Oh, good. Oh, he's listen, entered into man. a new relationship. He's been tested. A, B, and no, I, C, I, or I, just A and B? Well, that's hepatitis, and I have none of that. <laughs> there's like 500 strains of hep- or herpes. No, herpes is type A complex or type B simplex. Hepatitis, there's hepatitis A, B, and C. Like, yeah, no, anytime <laughs> I get out of a relationship or in the past have had a one-night stand, I go get myself tested because very that's smart. the responsible, responsible thing to do as an adult. Very good job. Very not good. me. No. Uh, just not witchcraft. I'm out of here. It's made by the government, and I'm not believing that that's any right. STDs are real. They can lance whatever boil <laughs> I get on my snots. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bubble Butt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam. Tonight, I'm going to a concert. Ooh, I'm going to yes go see Sleep. Yeah, Hell I was, yeah. I was wondering, okay, what type of, is it metal? Yes. Okay. Stoner right. metal. Yep. Stoner like metal. doom metal. And three it's stoners so are going there. <laughs> yes. It's uh, it's going to be right. I'm designated driving for Chase and Vance. So, of course, my ticket is comped. Mm. Mm. Nice. Because I am the taxi company. They must have openers, right? Yes. In fact, that's the thing. We got to get there on time for the opener. I forget the name of it, but Vance and Chase are super excited about it. Apparently, it's a little two-piece number. So, uh, you said it's first half? Mm-hmm. You know what? I Twins are out of town, so parking should be great. Excellent. No, it is insane downtown. Even with the Twins going? Oh, it's, yeah. it's Pride there's, Weekend, right? No, it's not Pride Weekend, but there's, like, something going on at the convention center and whatnot. Because me and oh. Amy walked over to, like, Brit's Pub and a couple other places to have some beers today. And It's no, a nice like, joint, actually. Yeah. No, there was, like, a huge crowd outside the convention center. Um, yeah, it's just super busy downtown. Everything's popping. Well, great. Brits you know, was fucking insane. I really it's fucking, Liverpool Tottenham for the EPL championship. I really love driving in cities. Yeah. No, I don't. I love driving everywhere else except for cities. And when they're trafficked and there's people going crazy and they're stupid, oh, it makes me furious. That, Listen, man, you can park by Amy's place. <laughs> yeah, just park by the girl you've never met before and All just right. go no, knock it, on her door. It, it's only... <laughs> I mean, it'll take you like 15 minutes to walk to First Ave. You know what? That like that's my one thing. Like, I love going downtown to like restaurants and stuff, but it's like parking. I know, yeah. I'm mean, just like, I know it's gonna be a nightmare just to find a fucking parking spot, mm-hmm. which I understand. There's buildings everywhere, but it's just like I hate it. I wish there was just parking lots available. I know <laughs> everywhere yeah. you go. Honestly, every street 
that they build should have a fucking allotment for like parking. <laughs> yeah. Well, first staffs in downtown <clears throat> technically, right? Yes. So I'm pretty sure there's like a nine million parking ramps there, if I, I remember agree. right. There are, but it's going to be expensive as fuck for I'm some reason. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> yeah, true. What do you mean, fifteen bucks probably? Yeah. Right, I think that's we pretty paid, average. We paid fucking twenty to park to go to Fogo. That was a fucking <laughs> Jesus. nightmare. Jesus. That was a nightmare. Dude. I- when I went to the Timberwolves game this winter, I think I paid like six bucks, and we were only two blocks away. Sure, that's not but bad. But the hottest ticket in town, the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, now oh. apparently. I yeah, I watched them today. I can't believe that they're like selling out now. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, it's unbelievable. I wanted to get tickets. Uh, for... Of course you did, because they're doing well, you <laughs> prick. I watched them when they were bad. So I watched them last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The baseball. I know it's not the most exciting sport, but like it's the perfect thing to have on the background when you're doing other stuff. It's just yeah. nice and relaxing. It's great. You can do anything. You can zone <laughs> well, out. Well, it's not relaxing anymore because the, the twins are actually like bringing you into the game. Like, oh <laughs> shit! When's Kepler gonna hit a yabo? <laughs> it's like they got rid of all their like mega stars, and now all of a sudden they're just like good. It doesn't make a lot of sense, right? <laughs> well, no, it's because they got like the young manager. Who's bringing in the new Say school his mentality? Name. Say his Rocco name. Baldelli. <laughs> and the good team dynamic. Is he German? Yep. <laughs> Rocco <laughs> Bye Bye Belly. I'm that, joking. That's I'm very, pretty, Ita- or very, say, very Italian. When you have an Italian first and last name, yeah, you're, you ain't hiding that. No, you're not hiding that. <laughs> you spaghetti eater. Uh, either way, I'm Adam. Across from me is Jordan. How are you, Jordan? I am doing fantastic. How was your week? It was great. Did you kill... I killed. Good job. Cody, how are you? I'm great. Excellent. Uh, yeah, you know, you probably know how my week was because vacation's awesome, but you always mm. pay for it tenfold. It's kind of like witchcraft mm. when you go back. So it was a it was a busy week this week. And, and a disgusting week. <laughs> but I think Brad is one step closer to killing the general manager, so we're getting there. Excellent. He's going <laughs> to snap one day. Excellent. Because it was getting towards the end of the shift, and of course someone had to come on and be like, you know what? I just got an email about you guys, and we're like, we're, we're doing everything we can. Fuck you. Get out of here. I thought Brad was going to kill him. I thought he was, but cooler heads prevailed, and he's, I don't know what he's doing. Stuff. Muscle stuff. Hopefully muscle stuff, <laughs> and not murder. No, he's he's planning to murder. Probably. <laughs> Hopefully it's me. <laughs> Tony, stop sounding like me. This could be your last episode, Cody, All so right. let's uh, let's let you get right into it, shall we? All right, so we we're we're gonna get cool. We're gonna get funky again with some lake monsters. Oh, some more Zipto Cruology. Hell yeah! Yeah, I was just gonna say this. Like Jordan, my favorite episode you've ever done. I don't know how the audience feels was Peppy. So I was like, we got to get back there and research some of these lake monsters. And this is especially special because we're dedicating this to I think one of our first fans that ever reached out to us, Jenna. Yep. Um, from Canada because she, I remember a long, long time ago, she told me about Ogopogo, who we're That's talking right. at. Right. And then I was messaging her a few weeks ago and she, t- <laughs> see if she had any inside information. And she told me about, she used to visit there when she was younger and she had a little t shirt, Ogopogo t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that she would wear all the time. It was her favorite shirt. Hell really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. So this is like, this is right up her alley. Yeah, hopefully she'll show like for it. One. I yeah. think she will, my friend. It'd be cool if she had Ogopogo on her ranch with her horses and she'd ride it around. Mm. I mean, maybe she'll mail us those horses. 
<laughs> that we requested what like a month I two feel months like, ago i feel like adam is the one who could definitely be a rancher in the future it could happen you seem yeah. to like horses a lot i've never interacted with one <laughs> but i fucking hope to one day <laughs> i can arrange it for you can you a nice one my uncle has a ranch with horses <laughs> all right i want to meet a horse <laughs> they're fun they're nice sure. just give them an apple they're fine <laughs> all right After the retreat of the last Ice Age, which spread all the way down the United States and Canada, it would cause the creation of thousands of lakes or other bodies of water. Could it be possible an ancient creature could have been frozen in the ice, then when it melted would begin to inhabit these lakes, such as Champy of Lake Champlain or our boy Peppy of Lake Pepin? (laughs) I mean, diseases get trapped in ice, so why wouldn't a monster? (laughs) Mm. I should say this real quick. Um... I remember I was watching this thing about Nessie, and I was telling you guys how it was like a real big theory because how the Loch Ness has like these two lines of quartz in the water. They theorize that maybe Nessie was a time traveler. She goes in there, and she's time traveled from ancient times to modern times. Using the quartz as like a... a... Just like Superman. Okay. (laughs) It makes sense to me. I'm into it. Uh, Ch- uh, Ogopogo is not like that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lake Okanagan in British Columbia has its own mysterious creature that has roamed the water for centuries. The creature is comparatively more similar to Peppy than it is Nessie or Champy. It has a elongated snake-like body. Its shape and length vary on de- depending on the witnesses, and its head appears to share the body-to-head ratio, similar to Peyton Manning or Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> They're the two biggest head boys I can think of. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could put a billboard on both of them. <laughs> Should we ask if we can get sponsorship on one of their foreheads? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will pay for them to get a bumblebutt tattoo on their forehead. <laughs> but still... Every Great Lake monster needs a badass name, and this one is Ogopogo. A little bit about Lake Okanagan. It is situated between the Rocky Mountains to the east and the Cascade Mountain Range to the west. The lake is 69 miles long (laughs) and can vary in width between three quarters of a mile to two and a half miles long and covers an area of about 127 square miles. The lake itself is somewhat shaped like a serpent, oddly enough. Listen, at that size, I'm going to say that's just a small ocean. That's a big fucking lake. <laughs> it's a big, lake. it like, I know Lake Pepin's kind of like weird like that too, but yeah, when you're looking on the map, it's like literally like wavy, like that's kind of cool. Sure. About a third of the way up the lake, around a bend, there is an island that is where many believe Ogopogo actually lives. It is now referred to as Rattlesnake Island, (laughs) and within a cave underneath the island that Ogopogo resides, and because of this, it is sometimes referred to as Monster Island. Oh, that's rad. (laughs) That's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) In the early 1970s, Eddie Haymore developed the island as a tourist attraction, which included a mini golf course with a replica of the Great Pyramid of Giza and a giant camel. All right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's on brand for Ogopogo. Yeah. I'm guessing he doesn't like that very much. And monsters. Yeah, it's fucking weird. The provincial government blocked the project shortly after it opened. <laughs> In 1986, the B.C. Supreme Court ordered the province of British Columbia to pay Eddie Haymore $250,000 in damages for their, quote, 
highly improper actions. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, we're going to learn, obviously, Ogopogo is a Native American legend, so I'm maybe they want the island to remain preserved, you know, and not just okay. a fucking tourist thing. Sure. Yeah. That's what I assumed, which it is makes the right thing they, to do. It makes yeah. sense they had to pay him, though. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Like, he, <laughs> just trying to I run can't a business. Ima- I can't yeah. imagine a giant camel's that cheap. No, or a pyramid <laughs> replica. Those are going to cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mount Rattlesnake Island was held in high regard to Native Americans, more specifically the Shuswap tribe who lived around this area for centuries. They believed these waters held a mysterious monster or spirit of the lake they called the Nitaka. 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 Right. Cool. It's kind of weird. And if they wanted to, in fact, cross the lake or travel on it, they would need to make a ritualistic offering. Mm. Hmm. This meant whenever they would venture out onto the lake, they would need to bring a chicken or a puffy <laughs> to oh. drop into the waters <laughs> to appease the creature. So I'll go Just bring would... chickens. Leave the puppies alone. <laughs> I, I mean, it had to be like a wolf cub, right? Would you think? Or do they just have dogs? Yeah, they have dogs. Okay, all right. So Ogopogo would leave them alone, obviously. But like most humans, there's always that one guy who doesn't listen to the rules. I don't have to pay tribute. (laughs) Some badass. That's right. A visiting chief named Tim Basket had, had been thoroughly warned he needs to make a ritual offering for safe travels. But of course, he did not listen. While Tim Basket and his family were traveling near the island on their canoe, there there was a sudden upheaval of water, and the canoe was swallowed into the dark waters with only a swirling foam left in his wake. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he, he brought that shit on himself. <laughs> Put the fucking puppy in the water, <laughs> let the big water snake eat it. It's, and some people never learn. It's simple. <laughs> The local tribe would, would leave crude drawings on stone of what they believed Ogopogo looked like. Most pictures were fairly similar that depicted a long neck with flippers and even two ears on the crown of its head. Hmm. Even when the first white settlers reached the area of Okanagan Valley, they still believed in the creature. They often would speak of what they called Serapos, or water demon. Hmm. So many claimed they would see on the beaches of Monster Island. The bloody remains of Ogopogo's last meal. Oh, he let it wash up for... <laughs> He's got his Big Mac and ribs laying on the beach over Right. There. The wrappers. <laughs> just piles of bu- puppies on the beach there. <laughs> piles of puppy <laughs> bones. huge puppies everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, that one was a beagle. <laughs> <laughs> In 1854, there goes a story of a half-breed. Hey. Now, their words, their words. I We talked about this on your yes, episode. We did. We the book was wrote written in uh, 1960-something. Yeah, so. they loved half-breeds back then. <laughs> they loved saying it. Anyway, he was guiding a team of horses across the lake, swimming, as they called it. He then claimed that some strong force had grabbed onto the horses and began to pull them down into the depths, and the man was forced to cut the rope. Otherwise, he would have perhaps became a meal for Ogopogo. He lost the whole team? Yeah, his three horses. That That's not good back <laughs> in these days. Like, your horses were your money. <laughs> that's I, fucked up. I have a feeling Jenna would have killed Ogopogo if she, he tried to take her horses. Oh, fuck yeah. And three at once he got? So, like, what? I'm, did he, like, make a big wake and then they just, like, just went Just bit down. him and pull. I don't know how he does it, God but damn. he did him. I'm sure he was Ogopogo got three hots in a cup. Here's what I was wondering. Like... 
if you're dragging horses behind a canoe, do they just like swim? Yeah, across? right. They like can look they like just little, swim? Little trot boys. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I've never seen a horse swim, but I, I, I'll take I don't. Over. I feel like horses aren't the most buoyant creatures <laughs> on the planet. They put little flippers on their hooves, and then they're fine. Oh, yeah, sure. Little floaties little on their... Little floaties on their legs. <laughs> you got to ford the river sometimes, boys. I know. Well, this man... I've died in Oregon Trail yep. doing that. <laughs> the Snake River. <laughs> Did you not make a ritualistic sacrifice when you crossed the river? I didn't. <laughs> I wish they gave me that option. You have to just throw one of your kids in there. <laughs> I, I would fine. gladly kill a Cody. <laughs> <laughs> now... With all of the settlers inhabiting the area, they continue to follow the natives' guidelines for appeasing the creature. Many make sure to bring an offering of a small animal whenever they wanted to dredge the waters of Lake Okanagan. Among these first settlers was a family known as the Allisons. Miss mm -hmm. Allison was in the area doing an intensive study of Indian folklore and was submitting several articles to London journals. Many would claim that Miss Allison was not one to be superstitious even after studying many of the native legends, but her mind would soon be changed. Oh, so mm. she there's history of her being objective and mm. skeptical to all of it, which makes her a good candidate to go report <laughs> on all of it for the London Journal. Right. But now, Okapogo is going to change her fucking life. He's going to get her bitch ass. Let's go. I, 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 you think they were talking about when... Windigos and uh, and shit. You think she was reading about all that? Oh, maybe. Probably. It's right around that time, right? Yeah. I feel those are a little scarier than Ogopogo. But, yeah, but uh, they got kissable lips. <laughs> that's true. I don't like being trapped in a water <laughs> with big, no. big water things. I think that's every, I think fears. every human doesn't like being in water deep enough where you can't like touch the ground. Yes. Some can just swallow I your ass it. up. And Ugh. then there's like better, better water monsters below <laughs> yeah. you that are more adept. <laughs> One evening, her husband was traveling across the lake to get supplies from the Okanagan mission. Then, the storm clouds started swirling and was about to make his return across the lake even more difficult. Because his wife was worried about his safety, she went to the cliffs that overlooked the lake to see if she could spot him. Mm. Then, she took notice of the rain and wind disturbing the lake and spotted a mysterious-looking log of great size. Mm. She continued to watch it and noticed it moving against the waves in an undulating motion, leaving behind a very distinct wake in the already rough waters. Then all of a sudden, just vanished. Later, when her husband made his way back to the cabin, she informed him of what she had witnessed. Of course, he just laughed and made light of it, but even his mind would be changed soon. What?! On another occasion, one of their friends named John McDougal was, <laughs> was towing a team of horses across the lake on his boat. Oh. Now, John had always brought his offering for Ogopogo, but seemed to have forgotten this one time. When his horse caboose reached around the middle of the lake, something grabbed his horses and pulled them under the water. <laughs> John claims his boat began to go under with them, and if he had not cut the rope, he would have surely been pulled under with his poor horses. Ogo pogo cat, old boy he, slipping. It's like another team. You you feed him all the time. You forget one time. He don't give a fuck. He's gonna get unforgiving. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to eat too. He's of course, eat he's got to eat. He's got to get his macros. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. He needs his protein shot. <laughs> yes. He needs his three horses. <laughs> if he can't have his one chicken. That is a weird comparison in meat size of what he's consuming. Yeah. 
But I don't get it. Maybe because it was offered to him, it fills him better. Maybe it's some kind of magic. I don't know. It could be. Who knows? Now, we are probably all wondering how exactly does this monster get such an obscure name like Ogopogo? Back in 1924, the following music hall hit from London was being sung one night in Vernon. It goes as follows. His mother was an earwake, his father was a whale, a little bit of a head and hardly any tail, and Ogopogo was his name. Excellent. Can you imagine a whale having sex with an earwig? No, that, I certainly that's can't. It's like the smallest creature with the largest creature. Yeah, I, I feel like th- it doesn't work. I feel like it's got to be a male earwig. <laughs> yes. yes. The male earwig yes. is impregnating a whale. Right. Well, I mean, you flip it around, that's not going to work. <laughs> just the doesn't. earwig is just going to get split into a million pieces. Maybe the earwig has a big dick. You or gets sucked into the urethra of the whale. Uh, yeah. By that the way, earwig, earwigs are fucking disgusting, man. Are they? I know. Yeah. They're gross. We used to have an infestation of them outside of this house, and they're fucking nasty looking. Ew. Vernon, being a city located near the Lake Okanagan, as weird as it may sound, the words in the song actually do somewhat describe what the lake monster is supposed to look like. Hmm. By all accounts, Vernon is assumed by most to have been responsible for naming Ogopogo, but the city of Kelowna believes they should get credit for it. In fact... They believe it so much, they immortalize Ogopogo with a lovely statue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was said to be the first of a, for a creature that has never actually been proven to exist. <laughs> it is basically a more cartoonish statue depicting the humps and the head of Ogopogo. Okay. It almost looks like a playground-esque uh, thing. It's just kind of like the little humps and fake sure. water going around. It's kind of neat, yeah. though. So I totally like, see it. It's like it coming out of the water a little bit. It's just like just the humps. All you see is the hump and then his cute little head. Gotcha. It looks like it's for little kids, but it's totally rad. The sightings sightings of Ogopogo would continue throughout the beginning of the 1900s. Most came to agree that the creature could be described as having a goat-like head, a very long neck, the ability to take to change the shape of its back, and some claim he is even covered in scales. Mm. Interesting. This reminds me of the, you know that, Dark Souls dragon, or not dragon, but like <laughs> he's got like the long ears and stuff, and he's like coming up out of the hole. Oh, the gaping yeah, yeah, dragon? Yeah, yeah. The, no, not gaping dragon. The he's like a nice guy. You talk to him. Oh yeah, yeah, he does kind of. That's what I think of. Yeah. When I think. Of, yeah. I think that I can't remember what that thing is. Yeah, but he's right next to the blacksmith. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's like a god or something. Yeah. There's like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I think of. of this guy. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I could see it. Find a picture of that and put it on the Instagram <laughs> so we don't look fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> One young girl from this time period claimed to have stumbled upon Ogopogo laying on the beach, and when he spotted her quickly jumped into the lake. She described Ogopogo as a big, snake-like creature. Another witness around this time claimed to have witnessed what he said was, An apparent prehistoric monster, at least 20 <laughs> feet long, a heavy snake-like body, a horse's head, and well-bearded. <laughs> <laughs> the beard is a reoccurring theme with Ogopogo and seems to kind of be unique to him within the overall Lake Monster lore. That's rad. All right. So I does that creature on Dark Souls have a beard? 
I don't know. I don't remember if it has Me a neither. beard or Me not. Me neither. I just remember his big ears, <laughs> and he's just like happy to see you all the time. What if Ogopogo wrote that review on Amazon oh. by shaving his whole body? Huh? Well, yeah, he's heavily bearded <laughs> on his horse face, so I can't imagine. I just kept thinking of like a hipster lake monster when I keep seeing that. Yeah, he's got a nice waxed beard. Yeah. <laughs> And it's always, like, dripping water majestically. <laughs> He's like the Jason Momoa of fucking Lake Creek. Hey, that's great. <laughs> yes. That's a good comparison. Well, if that's the case, I'd fuck Ogopogo. <laughs> yeah. Now, in 1914, something very peculiar was found washed up on the shores of Lake Okanagan. It was about five to six feet long, weighed roughly 400 pounds with a round head. It had bluey-gray eyes, flippers, and a broad tail. What is... What are, what are you talking about? This creature was completely beyond anything that had ever been known to roam the waters of Lake Okanagan. Huh. The locals would take to studying known sea creatures and found it appeared to possibly be a sea cow or manatee. <laughs> <laughs> but how the hell did the creature get into this semi-remote Canadian lake? Bunch of crazy drunk guys on a bachelor party. <laughs> they yep. just stole the manatee. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> We're like, this lake needs a fucking manatee now. <laughs> I mean, I guess. They're all hopped up on Labatt's Blue. And Molson's. Some believe this could have actually been a baby Ogopogo because its features <laughs> share similarities to eyewitness reports. The Loch Ness Monster was starting to be published in the press around 1926, and a man named Ian Hassel made sure Ogopogo got his dues as well. Goddamn right. (laughs) He reported on the stories he had heard from the local miners near Lake Okanagan. They told him the creature was... About 60 feet long and swam with great speed, and that its goat-like head with two horns at the sides (laughs) towered about five to eight feet above the water on a slim neck. (laughs) Those are big fucking horns. Right? That's a demon. (laughs) A bearded demon, hell yeah. Fuck. It's Baphomet. Oh. (laughs) Swimming Baphomet, there you go. The miners also described how if you see a log-looking object in the water swimming against the current, it is most likely Ogopogo. Mm. Makes sense. And you can always trust a miner. Always, I, man. I always do. What What do they have to lose in telling you something? <laughs> yeah, what are they going to get punished? Oh, go chip some more rocks. Like yeah. They're already doing it. <laughs> the Morning Post in 1934 published their own articles, Captain House of the Canadian Fishery Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Put that walleye back there. <laughs> Described Ogopogo as looking like a telephone pole with a sheep's head. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I love that description there. <laughs> Within that same article, an American visitor described him as... A mighty sea serpent with the face of a sheep and the head of a bulldog. <laughs> he struck me dumb with horror. <laughs> that is an ugly fucking face. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> On July 2nd, 1949, Ogopogo was seen by a Mr. Cray... Mr. Cray Cray. (laughs) And with him was the Watson family. Do you think this is Deshaun's family? Oh, it might be. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They were cruising just off the coast from the city of Kelowna and noticed a dark shape drifting north. This is what Mr. Cray said about it. What the party saw was a long, sinuous body, 30 feet in length, consisting of about five undulations, apparently separated from each other by about a two-foot space in which that part of the undulations would have been underwater. 
The length of each of the undulations that could be seen would have been about 5 feet. There appeared to be a forked tail of which only one half came above the water. From time to time, the whole thing was submerged, and then it came back up again. So, this is one of the few stories from witnesses where they describe seeing Ogopogo's tail. Perhaps because it is forked with two flippers on each end of it, it allows it to swim faster and more agile, similar to like a dolphin or a shark. Yeah. Either way, Mr. Cray believed that Ogopogo was chasing after a school of fish and was leaving a huge wake in its place. Mm. I mean, okay. do you think a school of fish is enough to feed him? I mean, I who guess. knows? He I eats can. a puppy, he eats a chicken, <laughs> he eats just, three horses. Who the anything. fuck knows, man? Yeah. We don't have any stories of him eating human. Well, I guess he ate Tim Basket. He ate Mr. Basket. <laughs> yeah. Boat and all. Listen, Actually, we don't know that. He could have eaten the boat and, like, spit him spit, into a Spit cave. Tim Basket out, Yeah. yeah. He doesn't get the honor of getting eaten because no. he forgot his he sacrifice. Just gets drowned. <laughs> One Sunday in July of 1952, a Mrs. E.A. Campbell was entertaining her sister-in-law and a Scottish visitor on her lawn near Kelowna. Miss Campbell then describes what she spotted as follows: "I am a stranger here. I do not even know such things existed, but I saw it so plainly." A head like a cow or a horse there reared right out of the water. It was a wonderful sight. The coils glistened like two huge wheels. They were ragged edges like I saw along its back. It was so beautiful with the sun shining on it. It was all so clear, so extraordinary. It came up three times, then submerged and disappeared. Thank you, Miss Campbell. Yeah, Miss yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that... I'm sorry, whatever happened to your throat. But, uh, I'm I sorry you, you sound like a uh, teenage boy going through puberty. <laughs> I hope you She's recover. She's a very soft-spoken woman. Okay. I'll say her her story, like these stories that we're telling from these people are literally verbatim from their news reports. Wow. So um, she's the one that has more of like a uh, appreciation for his form, I feel like. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's a furry for it. She wants <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. She's a Ogopogo kin. She wants the yif with that thing. <laughs> On July 20th, 1959, an article was published in the Vernon Advertiser from a Mr. R.H. Millar. He relays his excitement for seeing, quote, this fabulous serpent. <laughs> <laughs> Returning from a cruise down Okanagan Lake, traveling at 10 miles an hour, I noticed about 250 feet in our wake what appeared to be the serpent. Mm. I'm picking up my field glasses. My thoughts were verified. <laughs> it was Ogopogo, and it was traveling a great deal faster than we were. Mm. I would judge around 15 to 17 miles an hour. That's kind of hauling ass in the water. Right? He's a fast boy. The head was about nine inches above the water. The head is definitely snake-like with a blunt nose. <laughs> our excitement was short-lived. We watched for about three minutes as as Ogie did not appear to like the boat coming on him broadside, very gracefully reduced the five humps which were so plainly visible, lowered his head, and gradually submerged. <laughs> At no time was the tail visible. The family's version of the color is very dark greenish. This sea serpent glides gracefully in a smooth motion. This would lead one to believe that in between the humps, it is possible to have some type of fin which it works together or possibly individually to control direction. Damn. This thing's got flutters and shutters. And... I was, is there a creature that has, like, that many fins on it? I don't think so. 
It's or with like a split tail that's just hauls ass. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. There's probably something in like the unexplored part of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of weird shit down there. God, a lot of fucked up things. Mr. Millar's theory that Ogopogo having additional fins along his body is an interesting thought and could potentially help explain why the creature can seemingly swim so gracefully. On September 3rd, 1964, a 15-year-old boy named Kenny Unser was simply playing fetch with his dog near Kalana's Wharf. Kenny had thrown the stick into the water when he noticed an odd-looking wave. idiot. Ogopogo (laughs) loves to eat dogs. Then about 75 yards out, he noticed three foot of dark greenish tail rise out of the water. Oh, no. Kenny said, It was about a foot thick with big scales and rounded off at the end like a dog's chopped off tail. (laughs) (laughs) Ogopogo's tail then came slamming down, causing a huge splash. Kenny was terrified and fled the scene with his beloved canine. Good. He Let's got go, him out Cujo. of there. He got him out of He got Cujo out of there. <laughs> Perhaps Ogopogo thought he could have made a nice snack out of the boy's dog, or maybe he was just annoyed with the dog's presence. A few years later, another report was published in the local news from the German vice counselor from Vancouver named Hans. Do you think it's Gerard? Gerard. Gerard. Hans Garade <laughs> recounted his experience. Hans said, I saw a spoil of faves with white foam in the middle of the lake. Very strange to see. It looked like the wash of a boat moving swiftly from north to south, but there was no boat. <laughs> Why are they letting German vice counselors go to Vancouver? Come I don't on. know, man. Why do they have interest there at all? I don't know. The article also included a story from a man named Philip Dom from Bacon Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Philip claimed he saw a creature about 25 feet long with humps, which rose up and down in a mass of white foam. I never did believe in Ogopogo, but after this, I certainly do. God damn. Hang loose, Bacon Beach, brother. (laughs) So do you think Bacon Beach, what if Bacon Beach was just, it didn't have sand, it was just bacon bits? Oh, (laughs) God. And in, like, the hot sun, it gets all greasy. Oh, oh, sounds like so- I'm going to have a bunch of pimples afterwards. <laughs> sounds like I'm just living my dream. Yeah. <laughs> the next section will be from witnesses' claims taken from www.ogopogoquest.com. <laughs> Very good site. If you wanna, right. There's, like, hundreds of things on there with pictures. <laughs> Is there any interactive games or anything? It seems like there I don't think be. so. I don't think so. So what I think I'm going to do um, is when I edit this, I'm going to put timestamps with when we talk about the story with the picture that you guys can see. So then um, when you're listening to this, you can then look on the picture. That's An what I'm interactive hoping. podcast adventure. Everybody's got to have their own opinion on what these pictures are. I so. love it. In 1981, a photo was taken by the Watchland family that shows what looks like a serpent-shaped object creating a wake and white foam surrounding it. They said... It was right around regatta time. Do you know what the hell is that? I have no idea. A regatta is a uh, yacht it's a cheese, race, right? Oh, oh. 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a regatta. <laughs> July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one, around one p.m. We were in a rented ski boat and we're running on the west side of the lake in the vicinity of Peachland, just a bit northwest of the tip of Rattlesnake Island. A water skier had just passed us, going fast in the opposite direction of us, when suddenly. 
A creature surfaced directly in front of us facing a northeasterly direction. We saw no head, just a body. My thoughts being that the head might have been laying flat just below the surface. At first, I thought it was a wake of the other boat, but then realized that the boat's wake was going the other direction. As we came closer, the creature broke into a fast-paced, undulating motion. Shit. I pointed our boat directly at it, but as we neared it, the creature dove, causing a large, frothy whirlpool. I turned the boat around and could see the creature two or three feet below the water. It moved at great speed at, at least halfway across the lake before it dove deeper and out of sight. The creature was at least 50 feet long and seemed to either be very dark green or black. Now, in the in the photo, guys, that's his picture of what he thinks Ogopogo. That's, I mean, you can kind of see there's no wakes except for whatever that is. Yeah, yeah it is very out of place. I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's the thing with lake creatures. The photos are so grainy all the time. You know what this thing kind of looks like, what? honestly? What? It looks like one of those goddamn, like, barriers that they put up that say like uh, don't swim past here yeah you know what i'm saying but in the middle of the lake though? i don't know it just looks like a blurry <laughs> white piece of shit if i'm being honest with you what the one thing about this guy i don't remember if you brought this up on peppy but like was peppy did he have like the white foam uh not no i don't know if, uh, why ogopogo has white foam everywhere i don't know if it's like he's it, Spitting shit, or I don't know. No, Ogopogo probably just thrashes about violently because mm. he's got five different like points of articulation. Yeah, is okay. what they're saying. So like when he moves, it's just like that's that's a good point. Froth. That's a good point. All right, the following story comes from a man named John P. He actually witnessed the following events in 1986, but didn't submit his story until 2008 to OgopogoQuest.com. It goes as follows. I have not reported this story publicly before now, as it is just too unbelievable. This sighting occurred in late July of 1986. I was paddling a canoe near Ellison Provincial Park, and my two girls were trolling for fish. They were about 8 and 10 years old at the time. Since it was dusk and the stars were beginning to be visible, we began to head towards Dog Beach at Ellison to head back to camp. It was a warm night, the lake was smooth as glass, and it was a very quiet evening with no motor boaters. No motor boaters. That's such a Canadian fucking <laughs> No motor boaters. They say snow machine, too. They're fucking weirdos, man. Wait, what is a snow machine? Like a snowblower? No. A, uh, uh, what are those? Like <laughs> a snowmobile? A, yeah, snowmobile. A snow machine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Canadians. Uh, okay, motor boaters. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were about 100 meters out from the beach when we noticed a rounded object in the water. The object was not moving. Thinking it was something like a play toy or an inner tube, I decided to paddle over and investigate. As we approached, the first thing I noticed was a strong, fishy smell. When the canoe was within a meter or so of the object, we noticed it was about one foot wide by four feet long and had two rows of arrowhead-shaped scales running its length. It was dark green in color. We sat there a few seconds, and I asked the kids to reel in their lines. Then we heard a kind of moaning or low growling noise. We were... <laughs> We realized that about 5 to 10 meters further ahead, there was a large head facing away from us, silhouetted against the dust sky. The head appeared to be about the size of a horse head, and it appeared to have horizontal conical-shaped structures like horns. My kids turned to ask what this was, and I said, The Ogopogo. <laughs> At this juncture, realizing what I had just said, my hair stood straight up, and my older daughter freaked out and demanded we head to shore. 
The creature appeared to notice we were there and slowly moved away. It did not move with any undulations, but moved slowly with the head and hump in the same position. Its movement seemed consistent with the idea of a large body under the water, and likely under my canoe, and a long folding neck. After moving about 50 meters, it turned as if to take a look at us, and then it submerged. This whole incident lasted two minutes. I did have a camera in the boat with me, but was just too shocked to think of trying to use it. We have often returned to Ellison Park to camp and paddle, but I have never seen anything like that again. I'm I'm curious why he waited so long to like talk about it, but it's uh that'd be spooky if you were out there with your kids. Oh yeah. <sighs> and oof, gosh, what if the kids would have gotten eaten by Ogopogo? You would have just looked like a huge negligent <laughs> father that let your children yeah. drown. <laughs> well, I assume he'd probably be in jail right now. Yes. <laughs> they aren't gonna believe him about Ogopogo. No. That's too, That's a dad that was fed up with his children and drowned them. <laughs> so I was thinking, this is Dog Beach. What if they named that after, like, the corpses of puppies that Ogopogo oh. left? Dog it's Bone just, Beach. It's just crushed up dog bones. Perfect. That's like the that's, sand oh, there. Oh, oh. <laughs> so they have Bacon Beach and Dog Beach. <laughs> and then the, the Peachland Beach or Man, whatever. Canada's a weird fucking place, dude. <laughs> yeah. This, like, where this lake is, is literally, like, in the middle of, kind of seems like in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of, like, eerie, you know what I'm saying? Seems like it's in between two mountain ranges, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, how the Cascades that go through Washington and then those come up from Colorado. Yeah, It seems like the perfect place for a monster to live. Definitely. It would be. It's fucking awesome. I want to go here. In August of 2000, James Ivney recalls what he had witnessed while vacationing in Okanagan Lake Park. A girl and I were sitting on the beach talking all night. Around 5.30 a.m., soon after daybreak, I left the beach to use the public restroom. As I was returning to the beach, I looked out towards Rattlesnake Island and saw what looked like a submarine surfacing. Mm. (laughs) The girl to whom I had been talking also saw it as well and was pointing towards it. It looked like to be about 100 feet or so in length and it was traveling very fast. About 30 seconds later, it went out of sight, heading south towards Pentington. It looked like it had a wake behind it, which may have made it appear longer. It was clearly not a wave, since the lake was almost like glass that morning, with clear skies, no winds, and mild temperatures. The few waves there were very small and extremely extremely slower than what I saw. It was... (laughs) It was silent faster than any speedboat I had seen on the lake earlier that week, but with no sound. It was obviously not a speedboat. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I think this guy just got cock-blocked by Ogopogo. So. Oh. Or they were coming down from Molly. And then yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's not going to put... We were rolling all night. <laughs> I sobered up at 5.30 a.m. to take a dump. <laughs> we were exhausted, and our serotonin was low. Yep. <laughs> it is kind of weird. Why are you stalking to a girl all night on a beach till 5 30 in the morning keep I mean, trying to get some i guess you got to give up around 2 yeah 30 just yeah. go to bed yeah. it ain't happening go take your piss and go to bed you've obviously <laughs> been holding that in for a while yeah also in the year 2000 a marathon swimmer named daryl ellis reported being accompanied for a short distance during his swim by two large creatures as he passed rattlesnake island i don't know if i'd be swimming by it sounds no. scary no he described them as one being about six to nine meters or 20 to 30 feet long. For our U.S. listeners. Yeah, I, I wanted to put that in 20 there. 20 to 30 freedom units. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? Um, what did they change the name of fuel to? Oh. I, uh, see, I seen that. Did you see that? 
Where here? Uh for the oil companies, they're calling it something yeah, freedom. Fossil fuels, it's now like Freedom, freedom fuel or something. Freedom juice or something. Oh my <laughs> god. Kill me. And the second one was smaller, but she doesn't give a size for that one. Okay. They follow or he, I he, should say. Daryl. That's a unisex uh, name. Yeah. <laughs> they followed him for quite a while and then disappeared. When he swam near the Okanagan Lake floating bridge in Kelowna, a creature with a large eye the size of a grapefruit Fuck. came within nine meters to get a close look at him. Mr. Ellis' sighting was painted by a local artist with a police sketch artist training. And that picture that you see below is it. It's kind of oh, rad, actually. That's actually, yeah. I'd love it's to a, have that in my house. <laughs> that's, a, that's a drawing, though. It's not a picture of Ogopogo. No, no, she he painted it for her. Yeah, well, it's fucking garbage. <laughs> you don't like that painting? Look, I love it. It looks great. That's a nice looking painting, but I'm I, I want something <laughs> that's not a painting. <laughs> I think it was. I thought it was cute. I also think it's cute. Please don't get me wrong, audience. <laughs> it's a very cute painting. But, You'll see but, it. There, but Adam wants film evidence. I just want a picture of this there, big boy. There's no. Uh, he doesn't have horns, or well, you can't really see his beard in this, or his goat head, or his horse head. <laughs> you, you see the eye in the top of the dome. A grapefruit-sized eye, though. That's a big-ass eye, man. Fuck yeah. Big eye. That's like Steve Belushi-sized eye. Yeah. Or Steve uh, Buscemi. Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Belushi. <laughs> Steve, Char- Steve Targin writes about a sighting he and his wife had on November 11, 2013, just after 12 p.m. above Calamore Park. My wife and I were picking up the kids from their grandparents' <laughs> house. I decided that first we would drive into the new development on Thacker Road to see the new houses. It was no more than 10 degrees Celsius <laughs> out, and we both got out of our car to look at the view. We were looking around when we noticed that there was a great disturbance on the lake and many meters below our vantage point. The whole lake was gray and dead still. A typical depressing Corona socket. <laughs> anyway, there were these puffs of condensation... That we saw way down on the water. They were very distinct little clouds, <laughs> and under them there was a fan-shaped disturbance of great size. <clears throat> As these clouds shifted slowly away from the now multiple fan-shaped water upsets, we saw a big, big line <laughs> in the water. It was the color initially of the edge of thick glass, that aquatic greenish. It was at least three school buses long and maybe a third wider than a bus. It was moving slowly and directly towards us. As it approached, I, it turned slowly to our left and began to dive. We know it was diving because it gradually changed colors from the initial green to an ever-darkening tone till it finally vanished. The sighting lasted maybe a minute and left my wife and I very excited. <laughs> The lasting impression we both got is that it was alive, massive, and not in a hurry. Just like me. Whatever caused those clouds of moisture, I would bet that would have been worth seeing. We were so excited that I only lasted about a minute that night. I was going to say, it sounds like this guy, um, he might have been having trouble being intimate with his wife. I think they got they, Yeah, they seen Ogopogo. He got hard as a rock. And I would like to thank Ogopogo for queuing for curing my erectile <laughs> dysfunction. So Ogopogo cock blocked one person and then he paid it forward. Yeah, he helped he this guy get his laid. Mistake. Yeah. yeah. 
So he's a good monster. Agreed. <laughs> We're well past fertility, but I knocked my wife up that <laughs> night. <laughs> that Ogopogo baby. That's cute. Mm. I spackled that uterus. <laughs> mm. We had a nice dinner at Tim Hortons afterwards. I don't you know, know, a Canadian a, restaurant. A, a few Tim bits and some coffee afterwards. That's how you recover. <laughs> Do you think IHOP started in Canada? Oh, yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think you mean IHOP, their international house of burgers. <laughs> oh, oh, did they change it? Well, they did for a little bit, but then they brought it back to IHOP. Okay, that's Because smart. they got a lot of backlash it's about pancake. how stupid of an idea that was. You go there for pancakes. And they're not even that good. No, absolutely not. I'd rather go to Perkins. <laughs> Jeff Cottom from Ontario sent us the following details of his sighting while visiting his son in Peachland in April of 2014. I was taking photos of the lake at Peachland with my iPhone, about 200 feet east of the marina there. I was looking out on the lake, then something rose up out of the water and wriggled and shook its head. The aquatic animal I saw was almost 20 to 30 feet from the shore. Mm. The head looked like a sea lion or snake, about a foot long. It was black, shiny, and a long body, perhaps at least 10 or 12 feet long or more. That was on the surface, that is. But as it was moving swiftly without any sign of a tail or movement, of, or movement <laughs> in the body... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Some of these witnesses' writing is not great. I know. No. You can't. No, it's not. <laughs> I assume there was no body and tail below the water surface. If you look at the photograph, you can see that the waves are diagonally arranged across the photograph, but the long body of the animal may still may still be ascertained as it runs parallel to the bottom and top of the picture. I tried to zoom in on his head with my fingertip for the next photograph and then went too close with the zoom and lost the image completely <laughs> so i lost precious seconds because of this i got a closer up picture of the head in the second photograph <laughs> you can see two canadian geese in the frame mm -hmm. you can also notice that there is more of the main body in the picture and it appears to have much more width than the head so it is of <laughs> so it was of considerable width over a foot or so wide, I would say. It moved quite fast and dove immediately after I got the second photograph. I wish I had just kept clicking away instead of zooming in on its head as you can not see more than the length of the animal in the second picture. I watched the surface of the water for several minutes, but it did not reappear. It was very real, highly unusual in shape and form, and I have no idea what it is. I had not heard about Ogopogo. I don't even know how that's possible. Until I got back to my son's place and told him what I had experienced. And he told me of this mystical monster on Lake Okanagan. This was not mystical. It was very real. So that I feel like this picture here kind of looks like an alligator head there. Yeah. Or I don't know. Okay, so that's it, supposed it, to be the head? It's supposed to be the head there. The size of geese. These geese, I guess. Yeah, I thought that, it was like a that little looks like part a, of its body. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just looks like a piece of driftwood floating yeah. next to some geese. That's what that looks like to me. But I, I will say, you can see the wake coming off on, like, the uh, bottom to the, of it. To the, to the left of it there, I mean. Yeah, you think he's all, like, like curled down. Yeah. yeah. But I can't, like, whatever piece of it is about the length of a Canadian goose, which isn't yeah. that big. Yeah, it's not big at all. And what the fuck is the other one? I don't know. I This is the picture they had on the website. Okay. So I don't know what he's talking about with the second picture, but the fact that his son lives near Lake Okanagan, yeah. and he has no idea of the He's Ogopogo. never heard of Ogopogo before. Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. You're full of shit. Yeah, you're yeah. a lawyer. 
The series of photos was taken on May 24, 2015 at approximately 6 p.m. While Bill Stechiak was sitting on the balcony of his Kelowna condo facing Lake Okanagan, the subject popped out of the water about 200 meters from the shore. Bill grabbed his camera and took a series of shots. The object stayed in the same spot for almost a full minute, rotating its head as if it was looking around, at the end of which time it, quote, jumped out of the water displaying its head and a portion of its neck before diving and disappearing beneath the water. Now, this picture, um, there's like six of them, of this little head popping out of the water here, whatever the fuck this thing is. What do you think, Jordan? Uh, This is very blurry. This is looks like a fucking like <laughs> silver football popping out of the that's like exactly whatever this. what I was thinking. I was gonna say like someone threw a rock at the lake <laughs> and then he caught it right as it starts touching the water. No, this is this is malark. They, they this is this is one of the pictures that OgopogoQuest.com they they have on their main page. This head they consider that as like conclusive. <laughs> yeah, it looks like shit. <laughs> Listen, I want to believe. What do you say? Two hundred meters out. Yeah, 200 meters. I mean, that's pretty far. That's way far. So I mean, your picture is not going to zoom in that far. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's his head. It looks pretty small. I don't know what the hell it is. You can kind of make out the eyes and a mouth. Yeah. If there. you want Those to. Those could just also be, that could be an imperfection in the rock that someone <laughs> threw at the water. Okay, you're not listening. There's like six pictures of different angles of this thing. So it can't be someone of just throwing a rock and then you got six well, we like only that. have one of them, Cody, I, and that's the one I'll I'm make going sure, off I'll of. make sure to put all the pictures on our Instagram so you can look at them all. Then. Are there kissable right. lips visible? I mean, he's got, it kind of looks like he's got a frowny lip. It looks a little, I think. he looks pouty. Well, everyone is open to their own interpretation of this supposed lake monster. It is certainly, it certainly seems perhaps something has captured the attention of de- of the denizens of the Lake Okanagan for centuries now. Now, after hearing this... And if you just get the urge, you need to go to BC. You need to try to find this monster for yourself. There's something you definitely need to check out. Okay. One of the coolest things ever is the statue of Ogopogo at the bottom of Lake Okanagan. Oh, what? The Vernon Morningstar wrote this about it. An eight-foot-tall, 14-foot-long sea monster resides at the bottom of Lake Okanagan. It's a life-size homage to the legendary Nataka better known to many as Ogopogo. A statue of the legend resides 30 feet beneath the surface at Paul's tomb. I was, I was trying to figure out why they called it Paul's tomb, but okay, we got we got Dog Beach, Bacon Beach, Paul's tomb, Beachland, fucking Jesus, guys. <laughs> to the left of the bay in the Knox Mountain Park. Doug Lundgren, office manager of Diving Dynamics, helped install the statue in the early 1990s with the team and the artist who he says lived in the Pandozi neighborhood. Quote, The statue is fantastic. We take scuba divers down there and the visibility is about 10 to 12 feet. They're looking down and all of a sudden they see this green shadow and their eyes become dinner plates. Fuck. So that's a picture of the sculpture under there. Isn't that thing fucking badass? That's yeah, scary. That's, right. that's that so scary, fucking, though. I that's think like that's that, sweet. Kind of like that lake in Minnesota where someone Oh, put they put the, Jason uh, Voorhees yeah. down there. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. That's scary. That this guy is uh, a total troll. He's like training these divers, and he's like, "Hey, come check this out." He's like, "Oh my god, what uh, the fuck is that?" Oh my! <laughs> Get their oxygen runs out immediately. The perfect dad troll. <laughs> well, it's right. if he kills them. <laughs> 
You gotta bring a puppy with you underneath <laughs> you going to the statue. I don't like man-made things submerged underwater either. I think, oh, I think it's so cool. Really, Adam? Like, not even the Titanic? Well, that's all right. <laughs> that claimed the lives of so many. So, um, I literally looked through all the local towns around here because I assumed there would be some sort of like tourist trip or like something. Sure. Um, but it seems like Canada doesn't exploit their lake monsters like America does. Well, maybe so, they should. So, like, uh, who's the captain for Peppy? Oh, um... Like, you could take his tour, right? Yeah. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, like, there's nothing like that. You go to Vernon's website, you go to Kalana's website, uh, city website, they don't even mention him. Man, like, why what are you doing? Why wouldn't they have, like, snorkel tours, anything yeah. like that? I don't know. Like, like don't paddle know. boat tours, anything. I don't know. They just, I guess, don't want to. That's I feel really like dumb. this is a drawing point to this area of British yeah. Columbia. Well, like, they're so against, like, doing anything with it, though. They shut dude down trying to build the <laughs> theme park there. So, it's like, Well, that was an Ogopogo related, but yeah, it was, uh, it'd be fun. It, the island almost looks like a giant, just, like, mound. big mound. So sure. I don't know how the hell he got a golf course on there, but or a mini golf course. But, uh, but yeah, fellas, that is uh, our second lake monster, Ogopogo. I love oh, it. That was fantastic. So a lot of I pe- feel like this one's going to de- <clears throat> like take over as the supreme lake monster episode. Are we going to betray our our national hero, Peppy, who's literally like an hour away from here, and swear our allegiance to Ogopogo? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing it. I'm not going to. He's a, he's more violent than Peppy was. Peppy, I don't think killed anybody or ate puppies. Maybe no. he did. But, I uh, like a I like a monster. You need to pay tribute yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of that. After researching this, I'm like, man, Native American folklore is so fucking badass. It's metal, oh, fuck it is yeah. so cool, man. And um, I don't know. I don't know if he's real or not, but he's cool. And it's hard to like. I was trying to kind of make out his shape, but I think he's just like a snake, and maybe has little. Maybe has little fins and a split tail, and but like a really like never-ending. What's it? Uh, that what's never-ending story? Yeah, the, um, the creatures had the luck dragon. Yeah, that's what I keep envisioning of him. Yeah, but uh, wasn't the luck dragon named Atreyu? <laughs> no, the boy's named Atreyu. Oh, the boy is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did he grow up to start the band? No. <laughs> no, but apparently he's like covered in tattoos and like punk rocked out. Hell yeah! So, Fuck yeah! It's pretty rad. But uh, but yeah, um, a lot of people say witnesses are just seeing sturgeon. Yeah, okay. That's what I mean, the, the the I should throw that out there. That's what people think they're saying because sturgeon obviously can get super old and super yeah. big and disgusting. Yeah. So um, even when muskies break the water, or get close to the surface, they look like fucking yeah. monsters. Yeah, well, they got humongous. They got a shitload of teeth and shit. Yeah. Do sturgeon have teeth? They don't. Yes. Have teeth. Mm-hmm. Do they? Oh yeah. Okay. Dude, sturgeon are terrifying looking. <laughs> I've seen that. They look 90 like dinosaurs. Year. Yeah. Well, I've they seen, are dinosaurs. Yeah. I've seen that ninety-year-old one that was in Chicago at the uh, yeah whatever that uh, aquarium was. Kind of cool. Very cool. Very cool story. Good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. If you know of any other lake monsters, feel free to send them in to bumblebuttpodcast at gmail dot com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail dot com. As always, follow us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod. And on Instagram and Facebook at Bumblebutt Podcast. Jordan and I also have personal Instagram accounts. But Jordan's <laughs> is at j.j.fox. Yeah. Mine is at Bumble Adam. And now it's time for the most important part of the show. At least if you ask Cody, 
the iTunes reviews. Well, it looks like we're going to have to sacrifice some people to Ogopogo because we didn't get any. We got no freshies? No fresh uh, ones. Let us down. That's fine. I know somebody's going to hook us up this week. I can feel it. I know someone is. I can is. feel it. I know feel someone it is. in my soul. I know someone is. Perfect. I know someone is. <laughs> don't let us down again. No, don't do it. Well, throw your ass in uh, Lake Okanagan. You're going to swim. <laughs> You're going to swim with the Okapogos. <laughs> and Jenna's going to take her horses across the lake and sacrifice you so her horses can get safely across there. She'll get the whole team across <laughs> because your dumb ass will be fucking dead. I hope she messages me and explains to me how horses swim across the lake. I really want to know. I swear you had to have. They can do it a little bit, just not for long. I mean, I, the lake's kind of long. Though. I guess it's three miles, kind of. I mean, that's, that's... way too long. <laughs> yeah. That's way too long. Maybe that's why they use the island to kind of get out there a little bit so it's a shorter It's like the halfway travel. point. Yeah. You know, I don't up. know. I don't know. I hope Jenna, Jenna lets me know. Yeah, so. let us know, please. Horsecast. Horsecast <laughs> <Yes>. 2018. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for all of us here. I would like to say thank you. And I would also like to say thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. I would like to say thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. And I would like to thank the audience as well. And I would like all of you to have a nice weekend, unless it's Tuesday. I have to go to Lulu. <laughs>